Welcome to another episode of the Chokesland Wrestling Report. I am your host, the ultimate one, coming to you live from New York City. And we're going to go through Final Battle, the review that happened Friday, this past Friday actually, from Baltimore. And the uh, event started off with the pre-show. And the one thing I'm going to say about this event, if you look at Final Battle, if you get a chance to watch it, check how many seats were empty in that arena that night. It was not a lot that they try to cover with darkness in the background and it didn't look good at all. But uh, the pre-show started off with Josh Wood and Silas Young versus Dalton Castle and John Henry. This match, uh, first of all, let me say Dalton Castle came out with his boys and the boys that he has now are not the same boys that he had, i say, a couple of years ago. The twins. The twins are now in NXT. They were in the Performance Center. And now this other boys he has does not make the uh, Dalton Castle flamboyant anymore. It looks weird. The boys look like some. They look like they picked them up from an alley. They look a bunch of crackheads. I'm sorry. I'm gonna keep it real. Um, John Henry came out. This is the first time I saw him wrestle. I know he was an Impact at one point. Um, John Henry's music, his entrance in Ring of Honor is horrible. It's, it's sound like some supermarket music that you hear or a commercial. It's horrible. But the match between these two teams was pretty good. Dalton Castle and John Henry, they gelled very well as a tag team. Josh Woods and Silas Young, they gelled well as a tag team. Josh Wood and Dalton Castle were able to go, uh, had a feel-out process with Greco-Roman stuff. Both guys have wrestled each other, uh, or actually wrestled uh, Greco-Roman style, so it was pretty good. Um, John Henry came in, he showed his stuff, but then he made a mistake, and Woods and Silas Young took advantage of it, and then at one point, Dalton Castle was in the ring, and he uh, was dominated by both Woods and Silas Young. But then, toward the end of the match, Wood hit Castle with the finishing move called These Knees, and he pinned the former world champion. And Dalton Castle does not look like the Dalton Castle that was two years ago when I was watching Ring of Honor and was going to see them live. He does not look the same. And... They didn't look well, but Silas Young and Josh Wood, they look good at attacking. That's probably they won six in a row. They're looking hot right now. They could be number one contenders for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team title. The next match was Red Titus versus Kenny King. Red Titus and Kenny King were former tag team champions. They were known as the All Night Express. Um, and Kenny King came out with that theme song, and which um, I guess he was trying to get to Red Titus' head and pretty much... Uh, it didn't work if you really think about it because these two had a feeling out process for five minutes but till Kenny King went and caught uh, Titus on the top rope and clotheslined him to take control of the match. Um, then they went outside and instead um, of Kenny King concentrating on beating on Titus, he went into the corner where Titus' wife and his child was in the, in the, in the audience and Kenny King lost... Um, Focus that. Uh, let me remind also you guys that he came in the ring with Amy Rose to this valley. So they were kind of mocking um, Titus' wife, whatever. And Titus just went nuts. He started beating on 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 Kenny King. He did a belly to belly suplex on him. Um, but then Kenny King catches Titus outside the ring and spine busts him on the edge of the ring. And then um, um, he went and he gave, gave uh, Titus an exploder. They caught every buckle in the corner of the ring. It was just horrible. I was like, oh, there goes his back. 
Uh, but one point Titus hit uh, the Royal Flush on Kenny King, which is Kenny King's finishing move. And then um, Amy Rose got involved. He just distracted um, Titus, and Titus got caught with a Royal Flush from Kenny King, and Kenny King won the match. The next match was Jeff Cobb versus Dan Math. Dan Math, I was looking forward to seeing him because Dan Math, I heard so many stories about him. He was, I guess, a pioneer of Ring of Honor back in the days. He won tag team championships. But the Jeff Cobb, of course, the Hawaiian guy, he's or from Guam, whatever he is from, um, strong, big guy. So this both wrestlers started off with body blocks. But Jeff Cobb picked on Math like he was five-pound potato bag. Uh, Math took control of the match with a rolling bomb in the corner. It hurt uh, Cobb, but Cobb using the suplex, and he suplexed Math from outside the ring apron into the ring. It was a, a tremendous, tremendous feat that he did. Uh, uh, Math then went and ended up superkicking Cobb, but then Cobb ended up clotheslining Math. He double pumped suplex on Math again. He was using the suplex, and then Math speared Cobb's, but he hits him with a vicious clothesline. But then again, Cobbs again with the suplex. He overhead suplex, but Cobb, then he took Math and hit him with not one, but two tour of the islands to win the match. And afterwards, they shook hands and they chopped each other on the chest as a sign of respect. And that was the end of the match. And that was the end of the pre-show. So, we'll be right back. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we're back. So the first match of the night, which I found it kind of weird of, it was uh, Marty Scroll and Flip Gorn versus Flamita and Bandito. This match was pretty good. This is not the first time these teams um, teamed up. These guys went at it, flying, flying, with, especially with Mexican blood, which is uh, Flamita and Bandito. These guys are flying all over the place, you know. Um, but the Gordon and Flamita started off, and, um, and Brody, who was in commentary, mentioned that Marty should have won the belt at MSG. And I'm going to bring that up because this is why Ring of Honor is in trouble right now because them not giving the belt to Marty Scroll at G1 Supercar at Madison Square Garden. Instead, they give it to Matt Taven. Matt Taven was going to sign with Ring of Honor anyway. So you could have gave the belt to Marty Scroll and then maybe he would have lost to Matt Taven down the line and he still would have been able to sign with Ring of Honor and everything would have been cool. You know, Marty Scroll probably would have still had the possibility of staying with Ring of Honor, but that's not what happened. So, the Brody actually uh, mentioning that in the commentary was very good. I loved it. So, Mexican Blood, they took advantage of the over the villain Enterprise, villain Enterprise, then took control when Flip took Flamita outside and Marty super kicked them. This match was awesome. That's all I gotta say. Um, there was a lot of um, two counts um, back and forth. Um, Gordon. Um, Gave a Bandino on the corner uh, a knee strike. Both uh, Villain Enterprise made comebacks. Uh, full away slam from the top rope by Bandito on um, Gordon was amazing. Now, this is not the first time I see uh, a full away slam 
from the top row by Bandito. Bandito did this at the G1 Supercar. Now one guy, two guys, he hit with uh, Ishii Ishimori and Dragon Lee for the, I believe it was the IWGP uh, Junior Championship that night. And Bandito keeps impressing me all the time. And um, so they ended up beating um, Score and Gordon when they hit the 21-6-9, which is a finishing move. There was like a 6-1-9, but then it's it's complicated. So, but the Bandito and uh, Flamita ended up beating Villain Enterprise. Um, The next match was Matt Tabor versus Vincent. This was a match I was looking forward to because these two guys were part of the kingdom. Apparently, Vincent attacked Matt Tabor and opened his head wide open. And Matt Tavey came out like a rabid dog on Vincent and was taking control of the match. Had Vincent at one point with a Texas Cloverleaf. Uh, Vincent caught um, Tavey with a, on the top rope, followed by a slam on the ring apron. He followed by a suplex on the concrete. Um, he did a, a, round, a round Russian leg sweep by, on Tavey for the two count. Matt hit Vincent with a with a um, with a fist in the jaw. Then he went and he. Jumped from the top turnbuckle while Vincent was on the edge of the ring and gave him a damn frog splash on Vincent on the edge on the outside of the ring. It was crazy. Uh, Vincent took control with power moves, including a swan time rep run, bump for a two count. David rattles v, uh, Vincent with a knee, hits the climbing on Vincent twice, but can't pin him, which is made now uh, Matt Taven's finishing move weak. I hate when they do that. It's just nonsense. And then um, Matt goes outside. He looks under the ring. He takes out the axe. But Vincent caught, catches him with a cutter and pins Taven. After the match, um, Vincent and Taven are arguing. And then on the side, Bateman attacks Taven. I don't know who this Bateman guy is, but apparently him and Vincent are now part of a maybe a, a, a stable. I don't know. But then they went and took, and took a, like a, a piece of wood and put it between the legs of Matt Taven and then uh, Vincent decided to grab the damn chair and slam the chair on Taven's legs. It was just nasty. That's all I say. Very nasty. But that was the end of that. So it was, uh, I don't know what's going to happen now. Is Taven going to have backup with the other guy, um, O'Reilly? Who knows if he's going to come back? The crazy wild horse, that's what they call him, to be a two-on-two. Who knows? But that's something to look forward to and where this feud is going to go. Because this Bayman guy, i never seen him. But maybe i got to start watching more Ring of Honor. Who knows? But we'll be right back. And the next match was Haskin, Mark Haskin, against Bully Ray. A street fight. Another Bully Ray street fight. And the match started off with Bully um, hitting um, Haskin with the uh, a barbed wire plywood. F- the b- Freaking plywood had bar wires all over the head. Haskin and his girlfriend, I believe her name is Becky, if I'm correct. Uh, let me take a look real quick here. Uh, yeah, Becky. Becky uh, Haskin. Um, and he caught both of them with that damn bar wire. But, of course, this match, I mean, what is else to talk about when it's a street fight? Everything goes, you know. Uh, pretty much Bully dominated most of this match. He just, at one point, he, he body slammed. Uh, I think he body slammed um, Haskin on the barricade. Um, he probably uh, bubble bombed him on one point. Um, he took the mic and started berating Haskin. Haskin at one point called him the P word and then the F word. Um, getting bullied, hyped up. Um, you know, uh, 
Askin at one point dropped Bully in the chair. Um, I guess he tripped him and he fell on his face first on the chair. Um, he starts beating on Bully with the chair. Ladder comes into play, and then uh, he stuns Bully in his arm. He trapped Bully's arm on the chair, but then he goes up the ladder. I guess he was gonna go and jump on the chair while Bully's right uh, arm was um, trapped in the chair. And he gets caught in the in the damn ladder and he lands on the barricade that was on the other side of the corner. Um, so Bully attempted a top rope powerbomb um, with the table with barbed wire plywood. Haskin get caught because he tries to fight it off, but he gets caught and gets powerbombed through that table. And now he got marks all over his face. Um, then the referee uh, gets hit by Bully. Um, so it was just a crazy stuff. Becky Haskin comes out of nowhere after her being hurt early in the match. Comes in and with a cheese crater and hit Bully in the testicle while he sits in the corner. She kept scraping the damn cheese crater on his nuts. Um, and then he fell on the on the table and he double stomped him um, through the table and and for the win. So pretty much this match was a Bully being a bully, beating on Mark Haskin and Haskin making a comeback because of his girlfriend or his wife, whatever it is. Um, this this feud has been going on for too long. I mean, at one point, I'm like, when is this going to It's been going on for 10 months with Bully Ray and Mark Haskin with light blood. So Bully Ray, every time I see him, I mean, he's a good heel, but every time I see him, he's in some damn street fight or, or, or hardcore match. I mean, come on, Bully. You got to do something that's better. But who am I, you know? The next match was Alex Shelley versus Cole Cabana. Um, this is a filling out process. This is like a, a scientific match. And believe it or not, uh, Cabana got caught by Alex Shelley. And he got pinned on a roll-up. It was a quick match. probably five, seven minutes probably. And Cole Cabana got pinned. So um, I believe Cole Cabana is done with Ring of Honor. So that was his last match. He, I guess, took the pinfall. Uh, passing the torch, should we say. And he gets pinned, so Cole Cabana is done with Ring of Honor after this match. Uh, Maria Manic versus Angelina Love. Uh, Maria Manic dominated this match. I mean, they try to spray paint. I'm not spray paint. Spray her in the eyes. Uh, try to do every cheating tactic. This woman just was beating the crap out of everybody. Angelina Love looked like a like 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 a jobber in this match. Um, Mandy Leon, why I don't know why she she's around, but Mandy Leon is just a waste of time. That girl's just, she's pretty, she's hot, don't get me wrong, but she's a waste of time. I mean, I, I don't know what she's did, but Maria Maddox just ate both of them up, and it was a quick match. I said it was like five, ten minutes, maybe, the most. So there's really nothing to talk about, just Maria Maddox just dominated this match. You know, it was just retarded to me. So we'll be right back. The next match was Dragon Lee versus Shane Taylor um, for the Ring of Honor TV title. Um... Taylor ended up spinning on Dragon Lee's face. Both wrestlers go at it. Chokeslam by Taylor on Lee on the outside of the ring apron. Uh, hard forearms on Dragon. Dragon Lee takes control with speed and agility. Clothesline by Taylor, though. Dragon with a knee three times. He caught Shane Taylor with those knees. I'm talking about he hit him hard three times. But you know, Dragon Wing went double stump. Um, Shane Taylor on the edge of the ring apron. I'm going to my he hit him hard. Uh, Taylor, um, I think, uh, another stump from a top rope again by, uh, Dragon Lee for the two count. 
headbutt by Taylor, followed by a clothesline and knee. Package power driver for the two count, which I thought once he did the pocket power driver on Dragon Lee, I thought he won the match, but he didn't. Um, Taylor on the second ring was uh, was swept with an insiguri. He was in the second rope. I'm saying second rope. I guess that's what I mean. Um, he double stumped for two count again. Spike powerbomb on Lee for the two count. Taylor went with a, with a what was it with a chain? Yeah, he came in with a chain. He took out a chain and Taylor with a chain, but then. Um, Lee hit Taylor with a Canadian Destroyer. That was unbelievable, to tell you the truth. Um, uh, then Dragon hits him with a with a chain around his wrestling pad, but Taylor got up on up on a one account. So that was amazing. But then he hit another knee with without the chain, and Dragon Lee wins the TV title. So um, what, my question to that is, why are they calling him Dragon Lee? I thought they called him Ryu Lee because he changed his name because that's CMML. Oh, I guess he's probably still could work with that name. I don't know. Who knows? Um, the next match was the Briscoe versus uh, Jay Lito and Jonathan Gresham for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team match. Jay Lito started using illegal tactics right away to take advantage of the Jay, uh, Jay Briscoe. Both teams doing a fill-out process. Briscoe taking control of the match. Uh, they took uh, Jonathan Gresham outside and Mark Elbow drop on Gretchen outside. Briscoe was taking control of multi match. Lito and Gretchen double team Mark Briscoe outside. Um, at one point, um, Mark Briscoe doomsday on Gretchen for the two count. Um, Briscoe um, was trying to get uh, trying to get this win like they were desperate. I don't know what the hell was going on, but Lito injection on Mark and shooting stuff for the two count. Gretchen and Mark hitting each other. Submission on Mark by Gretchen. Uh, Mark, you know, Jonathan Gresham, he is dangerous when it comes to this submission most because he can catch it anyway. Um, but then um, uh, Jay Briscoe caught Gresham with the Jay Thriller for a two count. Um, um, the referee uh, was uh, you know, he, he was out the referee, something like that. I don't remember uh, the part about the referee being put out, but uh, Lethal hit while uh, Jay with the, for, with the belt for a two count, then he figure four. On Jay Brexel by Lito, but Mark threw Gresham to the edge of the ring apron. He elbow drop on Lito. Mark gets pushed off the top rope, um, and Lito rolls Jay hold on his tight to win the tag belts. I mean, there's a lot of crap going on in this match. It was hard hitting. It was Jonathan Gresham. This guy when he goes to submission moves, or whatever, and you know, and he's he's pretty good. I mean, and I'm happy that he actually won a title. Um, he's been in Ring of Honor for God knows how long, but him and Lito are the new World Tag Team Champions. The Briscoes wouldn't need the belts right now. I mean, they signed a big uh, multi-deal to stay in Ring of Honor, so they could always get the belts back. But Lito and Gresham and Lito, um, I guess he's a Grand Slam champion. He won the Tag Team belts, he won the World TV title, and won the World Belt. So he's a Grand Slam champion. Then the match uh, of the night was PCO versus Roosh. For the world title, this match, I mean, Bruce dominated most of the match, and PCO was just uh, taking bumps, taking a lot of heavy bumps in this match. Uh, um, and to be honest, this match did not. I was kind of pissed off because um, why are they giving a title shot to a guy who's 52 years old? It was just, I, I don't think he deserved it. Honestly, you know. You got more wrestlers in there that you well deserve. Like again, Marty Scroll could have gone for that title, but 
Uh, both wrestlers started hitting each other with forms and chop. Roos taking over the mat, stopping on his um, PCO's shoulder. Roos started mocking PCO. Roos grabs a small ladder, hits PCO with it. Roos um, showboating PCO's small comeback. Power bomb on Roos. Um, and then, um, he dove and missed the edge of the ring when he tried to um, try to get um, you know PCO again taking risk. I, I don't understand it. So, um, but the match at the end of the day, even crowbars were involved. They had a, a freaking uh, a Hertz parked outside. They had Destro involved in this. Uh, it was just to me, it was just nonsense. Honestly, I don't I don't even know what to say about this match. Honestly, it just it did not. It made Roos look bad. It made Roos, you know, Roos was to me the last time I saw him wrestle when he won the, the belt from Taven. He was the, he was the, how do you call that? The fan favorite. All of a sudden he was doing what he does in Mexico and that's um, being a rule breaker. So I'm like saying to myself, uh, seeing like Ring of Honor can't make up their mind if Roos is a good guy or bad guy. I mean, it's just nonsense. I, I don't understand it. But again, PCO wins the world title at the, uh, he hit a moonsaw on Rouge on the table, and he ended up winning the belt. I mean, these reviews that I do uh, with Ring of Honor are very hard for me to explain because it's just, I write down the notes, and it's, it's just, I'm watching these matches, and I'm like saying to myself, I mean, they could do better in these matches, and... The PCO versus Rouge for the world title was just fucking horrible, to be honest. It was horrible. I mean, Rouge controlled most of the match. But then they added Destro, and Destro pulls electricity on PCO. He's not human. This is, this is retarded. I'm like, let me find out Ring of Honor is going, doing WWE stuff. Why? Why are you even doing this? This is why you're in the state that you're in now. But anyway, uh, we'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, so let's talk about the aftermath of the um, of the Ring of Honor. So now this event was over. I give it probably a six. The most the match wasn't the matches weren't that bad. I mean, I think it was just I just sat there and watched this event, and I was like, okay, um, I'm gonna sit here with an open mind. And then I saw the world title match, and I was like, it's horrible. You see how I sound about it. But anyway. Um, but the aftermath after the Ring of Honor, um, the Ring of Honor um, final battle, uh, like I said, Cole Cabana is no longer. He's done with uh, Ring of Honor. We don't know where he's gonna land. I know he's. I think he's a national champion in the NWA, or he lost the belt. I'm not sure. Um, so, also, Mary Scroll is done with Ring of Honor, and he showed up at the NWA event on Saturday, where he made a surprise appearance after Nick Aldis beat uh james storm so i guess they're gonna have another match uh i probably uh a match that um to be better than the one they did back in april at the jim crockett cup does that mean that marty school's gonna sign with nwa i hope not nwa is garbage to me garbage i don't care for that for that promotion many may not like it i don't like nwa so also speaking about nwa um they had that on fire, whatever it was, this past Saturday. I did not watch it. I don't care for it. I really don't care. AEW, this week, they have the dream match. 
uh, Dream Tag Match, which is Kenny Omega and Hangman Page versus the Lucha Bros. Also, they're going to have Cody Rose versus uh, Cody Rose and Darby Allen against Blade and Butcher. Also, they have the, uh, I believe, who was the other? Oh, uh, Jungle Boy versus Chris Jericho. This is the third match. And then Britt Baker versus Chris Stanlander, which is going to be a good match. So that's four good matches they're going to have. They're probably going to have other stuff also. Uh, Corey Graves, again, making a fool out of himself on Twitter. Apparently, he made a comment about a picture of the commentating team with Samoa Joe, and I forgot the other guy that just commented in Raw. They say the new and improved Michael Cole and Taz. Taz, in return, spoke about it and told Corey Graves, it's not a joke if I don't work for the company, so, you know, keep your jokes to yourself. And Corey Graves is just, this guy don't know when to shut up. He's like, what is it with these WWE wrestlers, WWE commentators? Lana was talking crap because uh, CM Punk called a chica. Uh, if it's not Lana, it's Corey Graves. It's not Corey Graves. It's Deborah Violent. What is it with the WWE? You know, I feel like I'm in a war against sports entertainment. Pro wrestling fan versus sports entertainment fan. Because I also want to bring up something that I saw over the weekend or, or, or over during the week. I got into it with a Roman Reigns fan. A young, young lady who said, and I quote, that um, Roman Reigns, whenever he wins a belt, a belt in WWE, is, becomes the belt. I'm like, no, you need to stop. Stop it, stop it. I said, did that damage Roman Reigns so bad, it's not even funny. She went in return and started uh, badging me because, oh, I'm not a Roman Reigns fan, whatever. And I said, it's facts because Roman Reigns is damaged goods. They messed that guy up. Let's be real. He's been messed up, you know, since 2015. When I thought he was going to be a future world champion, he was doing great. And then they went and started taking moves away from him. So when I see here all these Roman Reigns fans, which most of them sometimes are women, and hey, look, he's a good-looking guy. I understand a lot of you would, would cheer for him because he's a good-looking guy. You know, but in the wrestling, um, in the wrestling business, and as far as him being a wrestler, and you saying that if he wins the belt, he the belt becomes Z belt. So that means if he becomes 24/7 world champion or 24/7 champion, then the 24/7 champion title becomes Z belt. You see what I'm talking about? It's just nonsense and stupidity. People say, it, you know what I'm saying? So. Uh, it's just crazy. Also, real quick before I leave, um, uh, as you got know, NWO and uh, Batista are going to be inducted to the Hall of Fame. And now uh, people are talking about why is Every Bishop not going to be part of the NWO induction or is he going to induct them in the, in the Hall of Fame? And let's be real. If there was no Every Bishop, there would be no NWO because Every Bishop was the one who created NWO. So for WWE to act like the pricks that they are, and not allow Eric Bischoff to induct the whole uh, NWO, you would not be right now, this past, uh, uh, not that past, on the next April coming up, you will, be, you will not be inducting no NWO in, the, in your Hall of Fame. You know, the WWE Hall of Fame has become a god, has become a joke. If you ain't got Big Van Vader in there, um, and other rest demolition, uh, who else, uh, I can't come up, I can't, Think Rick Martel or any of those guys have been. If you have not put any of those guys in your Hall of Fame, your Hall of Fame is garbage. I'm sorry, it's pretty much garbage. You know, so it's become a joke. But anyway, 
I am done here. It was a long, long, um, a long podcast. Um, this, uh, like I said, these preview shows, uh, I try to bring it for the fans and try to, for you guys to entertain yourself, but there's a lot. It's a lot to, uh, to, you know, to eat and swallow and bring it back out and give it to you guys the way I can. Um, so once again, thank you for everybody and the support that you'll give me uh, by supporting this podcast. The Chokesland Wrestling Report available in all um, platforms and podcasts, uh, uh, any podcast that you listen to, uh, Google, Spotify, Apple, uh, Pandora, iHeartRadio, um, what else, uh, Stitcher, you name it, every platform you can hear it. Uh, I want to give thanks to Ireland, who now is my new country that started listening to my podcast. Also, love to for Canada. England, Portugal, India, of course, the United States. Everybody's showing me love. Shout-outs to Turnbuckle Tabloid. You guys, are, you know, I always show love to you. Um, Shout-out to R32, a store. Again, www.r32.store. If you want to get um, apparels as far as designs, that's the store to go to. Um, again, the website is www.r32.store. And you get all the information for my boy Vernick. If you would like to get designs or make shirts for any any um, thing you guys want to do, whatever you know, whatever you like to do uh, for sporting events or whatever, you'll do the design because he's the man. So again, guys, thank you for your support, and that will be it. I'll definitely see y'all Thursday with the AEW review. Um, again, AEW is coming up. This Wednesday, again, the matches are as follows. Jungle Boy versus Chris Jericho. Um, Cody Rose and um, Dabby Allen versus Butcher and Blade. Then you have the AEW Tag Team title match with the Young Bucks and SCU. And I believe with the next one, uh, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus the Lucha Bros. And Britt Baker versus Chris Dana. There's a stack match matches for Wednesday and this is maybe the last um, event of the of the year so guys um, enjoy if you can until then I will see you on Thursday once again this is the Chokesland Wrestling Report on the, the ultimate one and I'll see y'all on Thursday <laughs>